Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 200 of 200. Final Fantasy Union. Hey, you're interrupting me during Sorry. my intro speech. That's never happened before. I'm just so excited. It's pretty exciting. It's just crazy. We're at 200. 200 episodes. And it was, Daryl was, uh, and I were sort of talking about it today. I think it was four years ago that it was our 100th Yep, four and a half episodes. years ago. Like... That's crazy. And I didn't even do good English. A hundred, a hundred. Yeah. No, English is gone. Uh, but yeah, no, we're at 200. And hi, I'm Lauren. Yeah, I'm Daryl. We've just completely, I mean, like, that's the thing, right? You're just so excited that the the normal, the normal running order has just gone out the window. Yeah. We've just gone straight into the preamble chit chat. Yeah. Why not? I know you. You know me. Everyone knows us. Yeah. It's all cool. Bruh. Bruh. So, um, yeah, today is obviously a really, really big milestone for us. Um, it's it's really crazy to think that we are here. I know. After, what, 11 years this podcast has now been going. Uh, it's yeah. taken us that long to get to episode 200 because of our, over the years, we've had such an inconsistent release schedule yeah. up to a certain point because I think in the earlier days, we didn't even have a set release date. It just kind of came out whenever Kyle could edit it around mm. his school schedule. Uh, then we moved to it being like once a month. There was another period of time, I'm sure, what it was once every three weeks. Uh, and then I think a couple of years ago, we went to once a month again. Mm. And then I think it was maybe a year or two ago, we went back to bi Every other week, yeah. 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 And yeah, I mean, it's it's been a crazy ride. It's, it's weird to think how we've managed to work it in with our schedule it's like there's been days where i'm just like i need a break can i talk about final fantasy for an hour yes i can and we've we've done it and like you know i've been not feeling so well and we're just like no we got to get it out daryl's not been feeling so well no we got to get it out we've done show well you've done shows on your own somehow like i don't know I don't know why, but the podcast is like the most important thing, the most important activity in our life outside of me like going to work. Yeah, yeah. Where we are, this has to release on Tuesdays no matter what. I think we've only ever missed one episode, which yeah. was around after when Lizzie was born. Something like that. Or like when we were going through our horrible internet phase where everything was taking a year to upload. Thankfully, touch wood, we've... We've sort of conquered that now. We actually feel confident with our internet. But yeah, I don't think that we've missed we've missed that many. Such is our dedication to Final Fantasy and and you guys. I mean, yeah. the people that listen to our show. It's still crazy. I I remember when we when I first came on as a guest, which we're going to get onto a bit later. Just thinking about how many people were listening to this show because there are thousands and thousands of you that are listening to this show mm-hmm. right now, which it's it's kind of normal now yeah to to feel like we are communicating with that many people but i remember in the earlier days i was absolutely scared out of my mind it was actually really cute <laughs> which which we're going to get onto in a bit because yeah. basically i was talking to uh chris hukathy on uh, the discord server and he's been a writer of ours for many years and um i was saying like i wanted to do this episode as like a trip down memory lane where lauren and i would reminisce about some of the parts of the podcast that we vividly remember like the funny moments the odd moments um 
And he said, well, why don't you try and integrate some of those actual moments into the show? Mm. So this is going to be an experiment. <laughs> I'm not saying that we're ever going to do this again. Yeah. And uh, it may be horrible. But basically what I'm going to try and do is that we're going to try and... and I found I've selected some moments from the, the podcast earlier, earlier years, not so much in the last couple of years, more like really old because I don't know where people started listening to. But I think a lot of people have come in more recently. Yeah. Maybe in the last five years. That's recent for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with the, the, the origins of the podcast. So we've selected some older memories so you can hear how weird we sounded back then or how different we were uh, personality wise, quality wise. Um, and then we're going to kind of react to to how it was back then, which is going to be a bit strange. But it is funny, though. We're going like, yeah. to see how it goes. My voice, my voice just got deeper. I became more manly. Hey. Hey. Hey, guys. I mean, I'm quite manly at the moment because I don't know, something's going on with my throat. But other than that. Hey, yeah. fever. Yeah. Everyone's friend. Mm -hmm. um so yeah we're gonna get onto that in a, a small moment but first before we do we have to do a big shout out to our patreon supporters who have been with us through thick and thin you guys are so cool yeah you are, love you you are guys awesome so guys um so we're gonna kick things off with nahi kablawi guide seeker chris morales michael graham barry norton at nortron zero Thorin Bullen at Massacre 23. Tori Patrick. Fayez Bilal. Louis James. Zach Duranto. Rachel Casterton at Urban Young Ray. Muhammad Kayam. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Darren Matthews at Doomster 73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Name Jin. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Billy Jackson at Underscore Billy Jackson. Miles Ribbons. David Calrow. Chris Pope at Dr. Pop 181. Janik Naud at Janik Naud. Nick Morland. Freya Stella and Hunter Morgan and I just want to say a big apology to Guide Seeker um we hadn't updated the Patreon shout out list for a little while and some people got missed out and I'm really sorry about that so if if you are ever noticing that something is wrong with our shout outs please please do just let me know don't sit in silence yeah. please say something and we will make sure it is fixed Yes, definitely. Like we don't we don't want to miss out anybody. We're not intentionally doing it at all. It's just that when we do the podcast, sometimes it is literally let's let's get this done because we only have this much time. But yeah. yeah, and I think that you know that that's a main thing that like has really changed for us in the last couple of years. That obviously with the children and and everything else that we're doing with the YouTube channel and and all that stuff, we we don't really have the time to celebrate a lot of things anymore which is yeah. it's kind of a shame but like you know we were on episode 200 we wanted to make it a big deal but and we've been racking our brains you probably heard on the podcast like we knew this milestone was coming up but even like today i was doing like oh how are we actually going to do this yeah like it's it's been it's 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 hard for us these days to try and actually make a big deal about these things like we just yeah. passed a hundred thousand subscribers on youtube which for a final fantasy specific channel is crazy but we haven't even had time to like post a video about it no we barely had enough time to post like social media saying thank you everyone to sub for subscribing to us and that was about as good as it got from us because we just have to start thinking about the next thing it's like it's already that's done now let's move on i know like i have a video to get out so i'm just like okay well yeah i'll do that i'll do that instead um but yeah no we we are it's just working so hard to get everything sorted 
along with keeping our children from hurting themselves. Yeah. And like, yeah, me, me working still, um, like uh, we mentioned on the last podcast that we had to have a trip to the A&E for, yeah. for Ali. And that has kind of meant that Lauren hasn't had as much spare time because Ali's had to stay around the house. She hasn't been able to go to nursery because she's been unwell. I know, um, bless her. And it's like, you know, those those small things have like a small oh knock on effect. And it's it's generally like there's never a good time for these things to happen. Yeah, it's like a snowball but yeah, that's nothing to do with Final Fantasy. I just, no. wanted, I just wanted to say, like, you know, when nothing we do is, is is not intentional. We wanna we wanna try and do as much as we can. I know. There's just a finite amount of time. Yeah. But one of the things that um when we were listening to old episodes to uh, try and find different snippets that we could listen to throughout this show, one of the things that really uh, came out to me was how much we've changed as people as like presenters and personalities but also the quality of the equipment we use i remember when we were doing the podcast in like 2010 2011 i was so proud of how everything sounded and i i remember like talking to people in the because i was still quite active in the video game industry then talking to other people about the fact we did this podcast and then people would listen to it and say like wow for like a video game podcast it's it sounds really good yeah and I was, yeah, it was something I was really proud of, but I'm listening back, like the editing. <laughs> and you're is, being judgmental. Yeah, like the, 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 there's so much, like the quality of the audio is really bad in certain episodes. Like I do remember where I used to have a lot of problems with editing mm. um, and just the, the quality of the editing as well, like where the cuts are, like it's just not, not where I want it to be. But, but you yeah. know, it was like five years ago and I know. we've changed so much in that time in terms of our skill sets, how we how we kind of communicate with each other as well. Well, honestly, I have like no clue. It's not until like it's in my face that I really notice much as far as quality in terms of like audio. Like I'm I'm just one of those people who I'm just like, yeah, this is that sounds fine. I don't I don't mind until I hear what it could be. And then I'm just like, oh, OK, I can hear that. Um, when I first started on the podcast, well, when I first started on KHU, Lauren and I tag teamed a microphone so i would go over to lauren's house and we would tag team a microphone um when i got on my own and um was sort of doing my uh the podcast from home um i had a microsoft life cam um uh headset the headset although the microphone um, the microphone that you and lauren were using was actually pretty good quality wasn't yeah it? Like, yeah that was decent yeah that was decent she was pretty heart heartbroken to have to send that back uh after all was said and done um but yeah no and um going to the life cam it was a bit like oh no but i do also kind of wish that i still had something like that because i moved my head so much and i drive yeah, Daryl crazy you had a headset as well didn't you that was it yeah and um yeah, I almost kind of wish I had that again because then I, at least I can move my head and I don't have to worry about the fact that nobody can hear me or it sounds different. Um, the amount of times in episodes <laughs> I have to look Lauren directly in the eye and make her talk into the I microphone. Know, I know, She just gets so focused and passionate about what she's talking about that she just kind of roams around everywhere. I'm Italian. I'm Italian. We move, okay? It's just a thing. Deal um, with it. Yeah. Hashtag. Um, but I don't think I really upgraded my equipment until I moved over. No, and it took me a long time as well. I think I had the same microphone for a long time yeah. until we actually, I think it was when we spoke to Orion Carver, wasn't it? And he mm. was talking to us about 
microphones and then yeah. we got the mxl yeah we got the mxl just before we started doing the type zero interviews with everyone else but we had something before that i had a usb mic for yeah, a while but you had the same microphone that i had yeah. from the beginning yeah, just yeah, in usb yeah. form yeah in usb form and i think that was my first upgrade and it's then a, yeah we moved on to the mxl it was a bearing Bear- c9 or c1 something. c3 yeah. i think and yeah like it it costs like 30, 40 pounds. Like it's yeah. a really good entry level microphone. I'd yeah, say. definitely. Um, and I mean, yeah, if there's once if if you're listening and you want to do a podcast like that's sort of where that's sort of where we started. And it, it was it worked. It was good enough for us yeah. at that time. Um, you just have to know how to work with it. And that's exactly. the thing. It's what PewDiePie's always said, isn't it? It's like you don't when you're looking to oh i want to be a youtuber you don't go out and buy the same equipment that pewdiepie has yeah you 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 buy like the cheapest you can get away with and and if you can get away with not having the equipment do that yeah just kind of fumble your way through and then gradually upgrade as time goes on fake it till you make it as they say exactly um and i mean there's other ones that we've recommended to other people that they've got on with like the snowball the yeti yeah there's a ton of mics out there uh, but now we've, of course, we've upgraded significantly now. and That was my yeah. bring it back because we wouldn't have been able to do that without the Patreon supporters. No, we would not. We would not at all without the Patreon supporters. Because I mean, like, it, as sad as it is, even though we do have a lot of people that listen to this show um, and there is a lot of money in podcasting, because of the niche of our show, there's just no interest in advertisers at no, all to come no. on the show. I think we've had... Distant Worlds actually advertised on our show, which was which was so amazing for us. The fact yeah. that they, they outreached to us and, and wanted to do an advertising campaign with us. We used to do like little adverts, didn't we? That wasn't for Final Fantasy though. No. That was for Gaming Union. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because that was oh, so cool. yeah, yeah. Brian used to produce them. Yeah, and you used to have your... They, he asked you to do like a really overpronounced um, English accent, didn't he? Yeah, that was fun. God, that cheeky. Yeah, gods versus humans gods I think versus humans god, god they're, they're cheeky. cheeky yeah yeah that was a long time ago wow yeah. that was a long time yeah, ago yeah but yeah uh, no like with final fantasy it's just it's so much harder yeah i mean like yeah kind of so the, the the patreon is the only way that we actually are able to do anything like yeah. to we're able to upgrade our equipment and actually like dedicate the time to really focusing on making sure the podcast is as good as it can be and obviously yeah. the more patron supporters we have the more stuff that we can invest in it yeah yeah definitely so as i said this podcast is going to be a bit strange we have a selection of things we wanted to run through and the first thing we wanted to talk about which lauren's actually really kind of jumped the gun a <laughs> little bit on i always was do it. how we actually ended up getting roped into even being here because yeah. As some of you may know, the podcast wasn't created by either of Lauren or I in its first inception. It was a creation uh, by Kyle and David as a community show for a Final Fantasy 13 website. FXN? Yeah. <laughs> FF-XIII.net. Yes. Which doesn't actually exist anymore. No. Which is, you know, really crazy. Um, yeah. That, I mean, FXN existed for a long time. But I think it's all been shut down now by David. Yeah, yeah. Because more well, Final Fantasy 13 has no nothing yeah. really going on anymore but yeah like i remember for me it like goes way 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 back because i knew david from uh like the final fantasy community from like in like 2004 2005 and then um i can't remember why or how i got in contact with them but i found out they were doing a show and i'd never done 
anything like <laughs> podcasting before in my life. Yeah. I, I'm a very uh, introverted person, oddly enough. And um, so the the thought of me doing anything like that, like putting myself out there in that way was just so absolutely not me. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, it just really... It just really spoke to me as something that I just had. I just had to do, and for like I just at the time I had just kind of started my career post getting my degree. Uh, I didn't have anything to spend money on, so I just went out and spent like I don't know six or seven hundred pounds on audio equipment just yeah. just to go on this random FXN <laughs> podcast. So I brought the microphone. I got like a, a massive uh, audio interface. Yeah. I got a. A, uh, some like a load of stuff I didn't even need really yeah. which we ended up getting rid of in the yeah, last couple yeah, of years because yeah. it's just been sitting there doing nothing but I spent so much money on just going on this podcast and then when I went on there I was so nervous it was actually really adorable I wasn't there to experience it but listening to it again you're just so sweet well oh. that's what we're going to listen to right now Lauren no. so let's all let's all reminisce and uh, re-experience my introduction to the podcast. Now, I feel like I'm missing someone here. That's right. The FXN Final Fantasy 13 podcast's first official guest on the show. He hails from the United Kingdom is and is one of the head honchos at squaresound.com, one of our coveted affiliates and administrator of squareunion.com. On the FXN forums, he's known as Ronan, and I'm more than happy to have him on the show. Welcome aboard, Daryl. Hey guys, how is it going, Daryl? Not too bad, thanks. Uh, yeah, so hi. <laughs> <laughs> how's how's the weather in the UK? We got like a crap load of snow over here. Yeah, it's it's been snowing pretty badly today, which is uh, seriously. It's just a, yeah, it's the first bit of snow we've had. Oh wow, I, I was expecting rain or something. All right, well, you want to tell everybody what <laughs> you want to tell everybody what uh, Square Sound is and what uh, Square Sound is doing uh, right now, maybe. Well, Square Sound, if you don't know, is uh, pretty much the largest fan-rung Square Enix music resource, and uh, it's been going for about seven, seven-ish years now. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, just, well, we recently changed focus, so not only is it about the music, it's more about arranging now, so people will submit their arrangements, and uh, they're free for anyone to download, so yeah. Now I hear you've got a competition going on. So after listening to that, Lauren, what's your what's your first reaction? It's just like, <laughs> oh my goodness, just how short you were with your responses. Just like, yeah, it's snowing, so yeah, yeah. I'm welcome I'm, aboard, Daryl. Hey, hey, you are definitely Garth. Like you always think that. You... So Garth is Daryl's favorite character, like in anything ever. And actually, you do kind of sound like an English version of Garth. Fun fun fact, I have been vehemently against cosplay my entire life, no matter how much Lauren has tried. <laughs> but I have been to one fancy dress party in my yep. life, and I, I dressed up as Garth yep. from Wayne's World. Because he's just perfect. There's your fun fact. Um, I like There's so much in that small clip that is just so not strange but it's just weird to think about that that i was so ingrained in square sound which i don't know if that still exists now actually mm. um it, it, like it changed its focus so much to kind of be more of just like an e-commerce store yeah um and yeah like but like weird things out of that the connections 
So um, one of the people I worked with on on Square Sound was was obviously Tim, the guy who ran it. But um, I also worked alongside uh, a woman called Sophia Tong, who, after working on Square Sound with me, ended up going to work at Gamespot, and then um, she became the global editor in chief of Games Radar. Really, like like she was a really like influential person in the gaming industry that's crazy um, and now i think she went to work uh at twitch as like head of partner partnerships and now i think she's working at GameSpot. sorry um facebook as like the um like the main marketing manager in terms of facebook gaming <laughs> which is like just crazy Insane. to think that i you know when i was well like in my early 20s i was i was contributing for like it just in my spare time to yeah. like a music-based final fantasy website square enix website yeah and like the how our paths have diverged like she's become so successful uh in the gaming industry yeah from that as yeah. like her original touch point yeah but that's the thing though it, yeah i mean because we've been in this so long it's just we've so many things have happened like so many things have sort of improved or or people have grown and yeah it's only until time has passed that you really realize but then it's also the fact that like you've been co- you were like known for coding as well which like you hardly do anymore no i mean i don't have time like uh once we started making other connections i was able to find people that could help out with the coding in yeah. that regard so i didn't have to focus on it as much but we don't really have those connections so much anymore so yeah. it's like something that's a bit again it's something else that has to be put around and because of my job yeah i'm, I'm really particular about how websites should be developed as well yeah. and it makes things a lot more complicated but unfortunately we don't have uh people who we have on retainer no. for how much you guys charge the other the <laughs> other thing that's really funny about that whole intro is that yeah square union so i've been working or i've been part of uh final fantasy fan sites for a long time but after, and this is really uh, weird to think about now, around Final Fantasy XII, I just, I lost, I lost all interest in the franchise. I just, mm. that game, when it, like, it, the build up to it and, and its release, like, I played it when it came out, but I, did, I didn't buy it. It was the first one I hadn't bought since seven, mm-hmm. And I just, it just, for some reason, it just kind of erased all of my enthusiasm for the franchise. And Great job. <laughs> um, when I finished my degree, I was trying to think about, well, I need to try and find a way to apply this and, and teach myself and learn more to keep my skills fresh so that when I'm looking for jobs, I can I can keep expanding and keep offering new things to people that I'm going to interview with. Sure. And so I was thinking, well, what can I do? Ah, maybe I should make a, a Final Fantasy website, like again from scratch. And... Um, I got uh, working with my friend Nelson, and um, the game we decided to make it about was Final Fantasy XII. <laughs> and for so, like, just working on the game uh, and like, find, like, going through the guidebooks and, and like playing it again, like, it actually brought me back in. And yeah. and like, both of us were like starting to get really invested in Final Fantasy XII, and then we started covering news as Square Union expanded. And like we just got like sucked right back into the hype around Final Fantasy Thirteen, which is probably how I ended up getting in contact with Carl and David because yeah. they led one of the most prominent Thirteen w- websites. I think no, actually that's it. That's it. I <laughs> come up with a brainwave <laughs> about how it all happened. Connection. I emailed uh, David to ask for affiliations between our two websites. Um. And uh, I think he mentioned in the email that they had a podcast or I saw it on their website and I was just like, I want to be on that. 
<laughs> I want to be Boom. on it. Doesn't matter how awkward. It. And then I didn't get to go on it for another while because no. uh, they had uh, Lauren McFadden on as a guest after me, sure. and they thought she was better than me. So I didn't get to come back on for a while. Poor Daryl. Until um, yeah, Carl and I obviously like became really good partners and and friends. And Mm. uh, then I managed to muscle my way back in. (laughs) You beat the competition. Yes. But yeah, no, it it is. It is so crazy, and it's it's yeah, it it's just mad to think how different life was sort of back then. I wasn't really around uh, during this time. I only came on to um to final fantasy union like well into the game um it was around episode 40 is when you started guesting but obviously your yeah. entry to everything was kingdom hearts union yes yeah um so lauren mcfadden again she was just like all right well i'm i'm going to have my own show i'm going to be on kingdom hearts union and i need hosts i need co-hosts and um so she was just like do you want to be on it and um i said sure oh yeah uh i know kingdom hearts kingdom hearts is fun i'll do kingdom hearts i'll talk about kingdom hearts and uh so yeah it was me jay kyle and lauren and we all just talked about kingdom hearts for like hours on end and and you had so much fun and you were so we did again I'm gonna say you were so adorable back then, and we're now gonna listen to your oh my god first introduction to the world of podcasting. Yay! So before we spend too much uh, time explaining the whole shindig, uh, give a brief bio uh, each one of us for maybe thirty seconds. We don't want to spend too long. We're we're a very concise bunch. So, um, <laughs> Fozzie, huh. you want to yeah. give him a bit of a lowdown um, but about yourself? About yourself? About myself? Um, I am currently a college student. I enjoy long walks on the beach. I enjoy a <laughs> uh, good Dr. Pepper every now and then. And, uh, well, um, I guess I should get, I should, oh, um, I'm a theater major currently, uh, acting concentration. So, uh, if you hear me getting a uh, dramatical on the show, you'll understand why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, how I got into gaming, though, um, originally was from my brothers, and then my love for games kind of spawned from that, and, uh, you know. Here you are. <laughs> here I am. And uh, favorite character, Squall Lionheart. Have to go with him. I'm sorry. There you go. All right. I just had so much confidence. You like, still have I, a lot of confidence. A little bit. I've been beaten down. I'm, I'm sort of a more run-down version of my former self. I feel like back then, like having the fuzzy persona i just i just oozed i mean it's still weird because obviously you're lauren yeah but back then for a long time you were fuzzy yeah because there were two laurens which feels like such a different life like i mean yeah i didn't really like it's just that fuzzy never caught on when i was in university it's it's just the thing when when a nickname works for the situation it just it does fade over time you don't always get called that anymore i guess it's because your friend network kind of distributes and the people yeah. that would have known you as that are not there anymore and then the new people like well i think you, you i didn't put it in there but there do you want to explain again to everyone why you were even called Fozzie to begin yeah, with yeah i mean it was really random so i went uh lauren and i were both in marching band and uh we didn't know each other at this point but um, we were both starting at marching band at the same time in ninth grade. 
And uh, because we were both on color guard, they were just like, all right, well, one of you has to have a nickname because we can't just call you Lauren L and Lauren M. My last name was L at that point. Um, well, started with an L. And um, I was wearing a Fozzie D. Bear shirt. So they were just like, do you want to be named Fozzie? And I was just like, sure. I'm Fozzie. That's fine. You're easy. I have it. I'm, I'm, I'm breezy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, so Fozzie just kind of stuck. And, you know, every now and then somebody comes out and just calls me Fozzie. And I'm just kind of like, oh, oh, yeah, my name is Fozzie, actually. My nickname. Um, but yeah, no. I always got confused originally because at around that time, I think I was listening to Fozzie the band, Chris Jericho's yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people have asked me as well, like, why do I call myself Fozzie after the band? And it's like, no, damn it. They took the name from Fozzie D. Bear, a Muppet. Waka, waka, waka. Come on. <laughs> Best Muppet. But like back then, like I was, oh, my, my style was completely different. I was like wearing band shirts like not marching band shirts obviously i wasn't like walking around with a tube on my on my chest uh but like you know uh the ramones and led zeppelin and stuff fozzy d bear um like i was just such a different type of person i was much more like sort of i guess tomboyish scene kid type thing i was just such a different person back then but and also i think you because you were doing the acting and the acting was in your mind like yeah. just the, just the way you were on the podcast it was i guess it was more that you were just free yeah you were just like oh i don't really know what this podcasting thing is well i'll give it a go you know yeah and i mean that's kind of how my life has been really i mean it's a it's a, a epitomizes me i am somebody who even though I do like routine and I do like sort of a rigid thing, I, I've i gone with the flow for pretty much everything in my life. I wasn't ever thinking that I was going to be doing this and definitely not for this long and um, never thought that I would be moving to England. Well, I mean, really, like it's just like the small decisions that people take in terms of okay so if i hadn't decided i wanted to practice my coding yeah we wouldn't be here yeah if you hadn't decided yeah, i'll be a co-host on a show i don't know anything about yeah like yeah you- if i hadn't ever talked to lauren mcfadden like if i hadn't just like you know gotten the to know butterfly her effect it really is though and um yeah i mean it, it is it is a really bizarre thing but yeah, no, listening to myself, it's just, it's just weird because it's the same, like it's the same voice. It's just a completely different mindset. Like my worries were like getting great, good grades and stuff back then. Whereas now I'm just like, oh my God, am I going to die tomorrow? No, I'm not going to die tomorrow. Okay, that's good. All right. <laughs> you know, slightly morbid, but yes, I think yeah, people can like, uh, resonate with that. Like, am I going to do i need one or two coffees the, the context though is that the children yes give you those thoughts yeah yeah you have responsibilities now. i do i do i have two children which is also insane but yeah i mean we I've were also transferred shows yeah we were very different people back then and we it's just so funny to think about how we how we got in just not really thinking about what we were doing no no not at all and how how different the shows were back then. But also, I think you know, it's it's kind of. 
I think it's quite empowering that, you know, there are, there's been so much change throughout all these shows. Like you became the host of Kingdom Hearts Union yeah. uh, when Lauren left. Yeah, and, weirdly. Um, I obviously took on the responsibility of Final Fantasy Union when Kyle uh, Kyle left as well. And like we could have just shut these shows down yeah. at any point. There were of- moments where we were thinking about it just because it, it is hard to sort of change ship. But we were just like, no we we really enjoy doing it like there's something about it that is just so liberating and yeah sure maybe selling up a podcast would not have been anything that we'd ever thought about doing of our own accord but now we've kind of got sucked into it it's just it's like a weird addiction yeah and it's fun it's fun to talk about it's fun to talk about Final Fantasy and just games in general. And I think, you know, so many people over the years have said to us that the reason they listen to the show is because they don't really have anyone else they can talk to about Final Fantasy. And by listening to us, it, it kind of feels like they're, they are talking to someone. Yeah. We're talking about different points of view and our points of view will always resonate with someone. Mm-hmm. And if that's you, great. If it's not, then, you know, it, it enables you to see how other people might be thinking about this. Yeah. And like for us, it's it's exactly the same, whether or not you guys realize it, but we are in exactly the same situation. We have each other, but outside of that, we ha- we don't have anyone really that we can talk to about it. Like I go to work, there's a couple of people that maybe are interested in Final Fantasy or know what it is, but not to the point where... I can have a detailed conversation with them because they'll just think I'm some kind of weirdo. Like, why do you like that franchise so much that you care about the intricacies of it? Yeah, it's really difficult. Like, I mean, I go, I see moms. That's basically my, my sort of life, moms and dads and sort of nursery people and their limit of, of the video game, their viewpoint of the video game industry as a whole is Fortnite. And I'm just kind of like, well, of all the games I do play, Fortnite is not one of them. So yeah, I think we're done here. It's just the assumption that, oh, you you work like in game, you must play Fortnite, right? Yeah. Or or just do you know anything Back in the about day, this it was, game? It was Minecraft. Or I get really or... intense questions like, how do you feel about the future of like kids? Like, how do you think that we should parent kids and like limit their stuff? And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm trying or, to limit myself. Or you'll get like the really broad question. My dad always comes around because he's seen something on the BBC and he'll yeah. just be like, so what do you think about the new Xbox? Yeah, like, it's four times faster. Like, yeah, it's four times faster. It's like, I, they literally said nothing. Like, what yeah. kind of opinion do you want me to have I know. about this? I know. And like drama and stuff. But yeah, yeah, no, it's hard. But yeah, um, this is going on for a while. Actually, it's going pretty well, I think, so far. Ah, you think considering so? Considering that you? we We've moved on to... from your... Uh, it's Yeah, it's snowing. Yeah, it's it's actually snowing outside right now, Kyle. It doesn't rain as much as you think it does. <laughs> no, no. I love how that was always my thing back then. Because everyone... Anyone... Anytime a foreign person would talk to me and realize they were I was English, they would always be like, oh, so is it raining over in England right now? I know. It's because, like, they've had one too many jokes in America about how much it rains over here. But honestly, as as somebody who's come over from America, it rains as much here as it rains in Pennsylvania. The only thing that we don't have, we don't have extreme snow and we don't have the extreme heat. Like, we've, we, we have heat. Don't get me wrong. We have heat, but it's not like 100 degree weather for months on end although as i learned the other day mm. 
the way that English houses were constructed means that it is it feels hotter over here even when the temperature isn't as high because it's mm. they're built to protect us from the cold. Yeah, it's true. Um, so uh, our <laughs> next next kind of segment that we're going to run through um, is actually just kind of odd memories that we remember from the earlier days of the podcast. So one of the ones that I picked out was the TGS show. Yeah, which was weird because I actually. I recorded a Kingdom Hearts union because of it, because obviously I was there. We played Birth by Sleep, and I remember that very vividly because we played the game and saw Zack. And I remember uh, getting read to filth about a lot of the information that I was talking about. I'm not, I'm not a massive Kingdom Hearts fan, but I can, I can blag it. And I got read to filth about a lot of the stuff that I was saying on that episode, and like the fact I didn't know like Cinderella's cat or something. Like I didn't know <laughs> what the name of the cat was. Yeah, Lucifer. But, but then like three weeks later, everything that I'd said was revealed to be true. <laughs> and that it, the people were just like, oh, maybe he does know roughly what he's talking about. Good job, Daryls. Because they were like, there's no way this acts in the game. <laughs> you must be thinking about this character instead. It's just like, no, I'm pretty sure. No. Pretty sure I know Zach. Hashtag Fi- no. Final Fantasy character and all. I know. Oh. But yeah, so the uh, that episode we actually recorded right outside of the convention center, which was like the first time we'd ever done anything like that. And, it, and that was also weird because we, we just found some random table and chair set outside of the convention center. And we were recording this show. It was like really lovely weather, like super sunny outside. It's probably about five or six o'clock in the, in the evening. And people were just walking past and just staring at us. They were like, what the? Because like, like, back in those days, like now, you go to E3 and everything, there's camera crews everywhere. Yeah. Like it's just so normal for people to be recording footage of, of any kind. Yeah. But back then, in 2009, that kind of stuff was just not even thought of. Yeah. Like places like GameSpot, IGN, they didn't even, I don't think they even really had podcasts or mm. like, I remember Destructoid were at TGS. Like I, I think only four or five publications from the West were even there that year. I think it was like GameSpot, IGN. I don't think the Eurogamer went. Um, Games Radar, maybe. 411 Mania. I don't think they even exist anymore. Um, there were very few publications and Destructoid were one of them and they had uh, a guy called Ray Gutierrez who I think ended up working at PlayStation and now does a load of crazy DJing stuff. Um, he did a load of video stuff because he just loved video. Yeah. Uh, and he just like, walked around and, and videoed the, like what it would be like to walk around TGS. But yeah, like everyone else, like it just didn't, it didn't happen. So we had all these people just staring at us thinking <laughs> like, what the hell are they? Like why are they got microphones and just talking to each other? Like it's yeah. so strange. But anyway, um, we ended up recording the Final Fantasy podcast on the the last day of TGS, uh, mm. and I think I'm going to try and play the clip of that now because <laughs> it's quite. It's not funny, hilarious, but it's yeah. funny because we were absolutely dead. Yeah. Anyway, if we sound slightly uh, tired, well, uh, this is actually our last day in Japan, and we get to wake up in about six to seven hours to uh, catch our flight. Fun. Fun, yeah. yeah. We already <laughs> recorded the Kingdom Hearts Union podcast for Tokyo Game Show. We actually did that one from the convention center, well, just outside, and yeah. it, the sun was setting the entire time. And it, then, it was it was beautiful outside. Oh, yeah, which I still haven't put online yet, but you, it probably will be by the time this one is. So. I mean, currently, we're in our hotel room. Yeah. 
That's not quite as exotic. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll sum up how the Tokyo Game Show went as a whole, I guess, afterwards. But this is episode 28, our Tokyo Game Show uh, discussion podcast. So we have one and only one segment, and that is to discuss uh, Final Fantasy at the Tokyo Game Show. Square Enix had... Um, so yeah, that was it was kind of strange, really, just listening back to that. I think Kyle's voice was just gone. Yeah, and that's like probably the most down I've ever heard Kyle be because he's always so like peppy and happy and all that stuff, but he sounded tired. I mean, to give you guys uh, an insight into how mental my life was back then, I had just spent two weeks in Canada with Kyle. I'd gone over to just kind of live with him for two weeks so we could work on stuff. Um, I attend like some business meetings with uh, people in in Canada. And um, I was there for two weeks, flew back to England for one day. (laughs) In that one day, I managed to play through uh, Trine. (laughs) Um, And then I got on a plane to fly to Japan wrote my review on the plane i think i published it when i got there but also when we were in japan i was having i would i'd say having i was playing i think dissidia the original dissidia for review yeah and i was just i I'd gone from yeah canada timeline time zone to uk time zone to uh tokyo time zone within the space of a day two days but it wasn't crazy. like the other way so kyle had it the other way so his was obviously messed up but i I was like such a long time zone and I'd slept in the middle as well. So I just was all over the place. And I remember I'd never really had jet lag. I'd been to America and I just, it hadn't really ever impacted me that much going that way. Yeah. But in Japan, we would, we would get home from the convention center around five or six and we literally would just pass out. Yeah. We wouldn't even, there was nothing we could do. We would just be asleep. Yeah. And then I would wake up at one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning and just, you know, like, I don't know if you've had jet lag, I I just, I really knew I needed to sleep, but I I just couldn't. I I just, I would just lay there and my eyes would be just hurting and bolt. And I'm like, just let me sleep, please. Because I don't want to be up at two o'clock in the morning. I know. But I had no choice. And then obviously that then perpetuates it because you then get back at six o'clock and you're absolutely dead because you've been up since two and it was just horrible. I would have been I would have been absolutely wrecked. You were bad enough at oh, E3, E3 and that I was, was like just a 3 hour change. Oh my god, I fell asleep during the darkness too, I think it was. I think I was sitting front row seat and the guy in the front was just laughing at me because I just fell asleep. I was like I couldn't. And yeah, no, jet lag is no joke. I I don't I don't do well with jet lag. Um, but yeah, oh, so it was some kind of miracle. I mean, that the we fact that you guys, it, yeah. even that you just got you guys managed like the Japanese sort of subway system as well, like trying to work that out while being sort of half asleep on your own, along with everything else. That, like that Tokyo Game Show was also great from a Final Fantasy <clears> perspective, <throat> and I. It was back in my youthful days where I was a lot more opinionated um, and we saw, we got to play Final Fantasy 13, which was, uh, which was cool. It was yeah. actually, oh, what part of the, uh, it was, it was the part where lightning is with hope and trying to evade the military. So it's like a gotcha. small sneaking section. Uh, and I think we got to see Shiva at the end. Uh, if I, maybe it was a long time ago. 
Um, and we got to go in the closed mega theater. Square Enix is covered in closed mega theater where we saw the Versus 13 technical demo. And it just, I did not get it. I did <laughs> not get the point of that at all because it was showing Noctis running around in the 13 environment. Yeah. Showing different facial expressions in the corner, and I was like, "What is the point? Like, what is the like? This game has been in development supposedly for four years, and you're showing me some crappy tech demo, yeah, which isn't even from the actual game, yeah. And like, I just, I didn't. It just it antagonized me, perhaps a lot more than it should have done. <laughs> but I just, yeah, I couldn't. I just had to go home and I just wrote a really ranty article about how it was like a waste of time and yeah. and like I really wish they'd done something else or just done nothing. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was it was uh it was a fun experience. Like Tokyo Game Show back then was um I've only ever been once and uh it was my only trip to Japan which I didn't really get to in- enjoy because we had a day yeah. before TGS started and then we flew back. Yeah. But um at least Kyle got some alcoholic beverage. Yeah, we also got lost. And Kyle, if you're listening, I'm really sorry to to, to air this, but Kyle hadn't paid for his hotel in full when he got there, and oh, um, no. we he and he he hadn't told his bank that he was going to Japan, oh. so they wouldn't accept his payment. And we were desperately trying to find like a bank so that we could get money out and everything. Like, and it was this oh, whole thing so where stressful. I'd paid for all mine, and yeah. like, I was like, "What is going to happen? Like, is Kyle even going to be able to stay here because yeah. he's only paid for like two like two out of the days?" I'm like, "Oh!" And I remember walking around Tokyo just. Trying to find a bank because no yeah. one had any idea like what we were talking about, and no. we were just looking lost. And people would just come up to us and just kind of ask us, "What are you looking for?" And we'd just be like, "Bank," and they just they were so so helpful. I some like some guy was like trying to sell something like real estate <laughs> or something, and he just kind of he spent like a good twenty minutes of his time just trying to figure out like trying to direct us to a bank. Yeah we couldn't use it when we got there yeah but I, I was just blown away by how like polite how how accommodating everyone yeah. was for us just bumbling idiots i think that's just the thing i think like well one i mean you look different so you already are foreigners in the sense it's not like when we go to italy where it's just kind of like well you could be you could be italian you could be not you know um and but yeah no. But yeah, um, we're now going to go But they to... must... Sorry, the other thing is just the fact that they must just have a lot where foreigners come over and they're just really confused. Yeah. Because it's all different writing and stuff. Like It's, it's all, all foreign. It's all foreign. <laughs> it's all foreign. But I still am envious. I still want to go. So, Lauren, we've got a an odd memory from you in here. <laughs> and it's from a time long ago... Yes. ...where we used to do bloopers oh the blooper reels so back when we did the show many many years ago uh kyle introduced something which does not work for us now in the slightest because of time but during the show we would have a break and it would be a it would be a physical break during the middle of the show because they were quite long back then as well so podcasts could be two hours long um most of them were about an hour but we would have a break about after our main discussion for us to just kind of go to get a drink use the toilet if we needed to yeah uh, and just kind of have a bit of a stretch but generally during those times 
random stuff would happen <laughs> and like yeah so um have a listen to this and you may yeah enjoy <laughs> three okay and um, while you're getting yourself set up again i'm gonna eat a chocolate well, i'm already set up it's going don't speak to me like that Colin. <laughs> <laughs> daryl's a chocolate monster do not talk to me when I'm eating my chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh. It's very fudgy. It's fudgy. That sounded like you said fudgy. Fudgy. I can't do it. There's some words I can't say in Arnold. Fudgy. Fudgy. <laughs> Strawberries and avocados. Eat. Avocados. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. That's my favorite. Is doing his little scream. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> okay, shall we go back into the question? <laughs> so, can I still do it? Oh, the Arnold. Get and, to the chopper. And Colin. I know. Oh, Colin. I love hearing Colin again. The funny thing about Colin was that. You and uh, he and you just had such a weird dynamic, yeah. which just and then with when I was inserted, it just made it even weirder because <laughs> back I'd say back then you had a and it kind of goes back to your dr- being dramatical. You yeah. had a reputation for saying things that were slightly unorthodox, <laughs> and Colin and I would just kind of not look at each other because we couldn't see each other but yeah. we would be virtually looking at each other just going huh <laughs> what what is she talking about yeah i get that i mean like even now like listening back i'm just kind of like why why did i say that i think it's just my aloofness i just i'm i'm like my mom i'm so much like my mom where it's just the the lights are there but there's no one home <laughs> it's just it's just the thing there's sometimes where i'm just kind of like yep i'm just gonna say it. it's it's the michael scott i want to say a sentence and sometimes i just don't know where it's going but i just keep saying it and for some reason um we used to uh play on that quite a lot yeah and there was another specific blooper that like everyone in the community just fell in love with uh even though it was horrible to listen back to <laughs> because i think we were talking to you about music and you were saying about some of your composers and colin and i was like well why do you like him why do you why do you like that composer why do you like that music and you just had no answer you were just like I, I don't know i just i i like how it makes me feel and we were just like well why does it make you feel that way and so like, i i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and then became lauren's famous catchphrase you're a toothpick. Just picking away. You're picking picking away, away at me. At me. I uh, know. We even made t-shirts. And people people Which, used to say that you guys should stop. Well, specifically, you should treat me better. Which is ironic, considering we then got married. And- I know. <laughs> I know. But no, I... Um, yeah, no, no, no. Lawrence were harmed. In Maybe the it was the like podcast. in uh, in school where I was I was picking on you because I liked you. <laughs> but we were already dating at that point, so it yeah. didn't really matter. Well, I just carried on. But no, I was fine. That's the thing. I'm blaming I'm... Colin for everything. Just so you know, <laughs> it's all his fault. No, it's fine. It's just 
we 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 have this dynamic and don't worry daryl gets his just i do i do sass i actually have one more odd memory um to just move things on very quickly there sorry sure. um and it's not so much an odd memory in the sense that it like it, it was funny or anything but w- when i was listening back to some of the old podcasts i was like oh yeah no i remember going to gamescom and uh speaking to kataze and uh it was actually the first episode where you kind of came on as a as a guest yeah and listening back i was just like i don't remember any of this happening so i'm gonna now play to you a uh me talking about my experience meeting Kataze um, for the sec the second time. Right now onto site and show updates. Uh, for those who aren't aware, I went to Gamescom and I saw Kataze, and we had lots of fun. And we are very jealous of Daryl right now. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I posted up a staff blog about it. My fun experiences with Kataze. I was actually seeing the third birthday, and uh, he gave me a little demo of the game, then asked me if I wanted to play it. And then he was giving me a little feedback while well, he was giving me advice through the translator. Told me I wouldn't be able to beat a boss, which I did proceed to beat. And then he gave me a round of applause. Yep. That's our Daryl right there. Beating it was the a magical moment. Yeah, it was a magical moment. Mm. I also took the time to ask him a ton of questions about Final Fantasy, despite the fact I wasn't there to see Final Fantasy. And I've been putting a few of those stories out on Final Fantasy Union. And I will be posting the full interview up this week, so be sure to check that out. We'll also be discussing some of the things that I discovered during this episode. So, yeah, I mean, like, I remember interviewing (laughs) Kataze. I remember the interview very vividly, actually, because I I did it with someone else. And he asked no questions. And it got to the point where the PR person was like, you need to let this guy ask some questions. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, I'm not, it's not like I'm hogging it here yeah, or anything. Yeah. I'm like giving him space to breathe. He can ask stuff. And yeah. so I was like, do you, you got any questions to ask? And he just said, nah. Like, why are you here then? <laughs> like, you're speaking to the director of Final Fantasy 7 and 8 and 10. Yeah. And you have no questions. Silence. None. He just was there to enjoy the show. I just remember though, it was, I, I loved it because it was the second time I got to speak to Kataze and again i had to share the, the first time i had to share the interview with someone as well but he actually asked questions so this time i was just like wow i'm going through like all of my stuff here yeah, and yeah, i remember yeah. i got him to talk about versus 13 release dates i got him to talk about piracy and uh loads of loads of other stuff that was yeah completely not related to their birthday i think i asked like, maybe like two or three questions about that game because yeah. i wasn't overly interested in it yeah um but yeah i just i had no idea i couldn't even remember playing the game Mm. I, I I maybe I'm thinking about now that this rings a bell but yeah like the fact that he watched me play it yeah is kind of strange yeah and yeah like the fact that he gave me a round of applause because I managed to beat it <laughs> like that's just so weird I don't I literally do not remember that at all and this is why we record things yeah this is why we should record things. Although you probably wouldn't have been able to record that. I do have a picture of the you do uh, have a picture. Of, the, of the moment. I know. We need more pictures. Because actually, technically, you and I interviewed Toriyama. And did we interview? Kitaze was there. Kitaze was there, yeah. Because it was that super awkward interview where yeah. Toriyama could not look like he cared oh less. Oh my god. I mean, granted... To be fair, and you like I kind of read that interview earlier from the guy who made Yakuza. All oh, his name is escaped me at the moment, um, but like 
at the end of the day, E3 is like horrible for everybody involved. So like in hindsight, he probably was like feeling absolutely jet lagged. But yeah, I mean like, yeah, he or he could have just <clears throat> hated answering questions about the game. But I, yeah, I he know. just literally, he just literally just didn't talk. Well, we, inter- we managed to end up getting two interviews with him that A3 <clears throat> um, somehow. And it was the same in both of them. Yeah. Um, and the the funny thing is that the only question, because at the end, like we kind of was just like, let's just ask him specifically yeah. a question. Yeah, yeah, So I asked him about the, he was writing the scenario for, for um, 13.2 because um, like Najima was no longer involved in it I, from what I remember. And uh, he was just like, yeah, it's going to be uh, Yun Ishima. And I was like, oh, that's really cool because like she wrote the novel. Yeah. And um yeah, then so I published a story about it, and then yeah, Yunishima went on to Jonishima went on to Twitter and said, "I'm not writing the story. <laughs> What's this guy t- like? This guy smoking crack or something? Like I'm, I don't know what he's talking about." And then like the the entire like JRPG fandom just rounded on me like this guy lies. <laughs> he's making up stories, and I was like, "No, I'm I'm not. Like I swear to God, like I." Aww. And I ended up having to like post the audio transcription of the translator saying yeah. very specifically. This person is writing the scenario. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? I know, I know, but it's it's too late already because you've already. Did she actually write it in the end? No. Oh, she didn't. No. Who did? I can't remember. Actually, I think it might have been Watanabe. Ah. Uh, but that's still crazy, though. Toriyama sold sold you up the river. No, no, Toriyama's translator Toriyama's sold me up the river. Translator. Sold you up the river. I did not have a good time with that translator. No. It was Kataze's translator of choice at the time. And like, I just remember, because I, I think I um, remember being friends with someone in the games industry who spoke Japanese. And mm. um, she was just like, yeah, that's not what he just said. Yeah. They would get creative with their translating, yeah. which really makes you appreciate Gavin. Yeah, Gavin is, uh, is cool. Uh, Tabata's translator, who's obviously stayed at Square. Um, yeah, like, so I have no idea how I remember so much. Although I wonder if he's going to still be there because really he was, he was Tabata's. Was he? Yeah. Uh. He was doing, uh, he did an interview with Kataze. Mm. So he's still there. Oh, Gavin. That kind of moves us on nicely to our voice actor interviews though. We haven't done as many recently. I think the last one was Ray Chase. Uh, yeah. And it's mostly just because of time and logistics because... A lot of the voice actors are based in LA, which is eight hours behind us. So we mm. have to record at very specific times. And we've been going through the cycle of having young children. And so we can't really easily commit to a time schedule around when we will be wanting to do the interviews because we've generally had a kid who's under the age of one. Yeah. It's hard. It's just it's just so impossible. But it is it is really nice revisiting the ones that we have done because, yeah, I mean, like so many of these people were just so much fun to talk to. And um, yeah. So we had a really uh, good run in the earlier days. Uh, Kyle and I and Lauren through our just damn motivation and sheer force of will and stubbornness managed to just get a hold of these people. And uh, again, it was like, pre-twitter like pre all these other things that you could get people to to go through now and uh voice actors weren't as it wasn't as such a connected world like you see with mm. uh final fantasy 15 like robbie damon ray chase um they're all 
Aaron Crosdale, like they're all really, really hyper sensitive to the community. Mm. Uh, and it just wasn't like, it wasn't a thing back then. Like we were no. talking to Ali Hillis and Troy Baker, who at the time were not known in the video games industry like at all troy baker obviously now is a huge voice actor mm. but at the time i think his biggest role was in persona no uh yeah 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 he um i mean yeah it was really strange at that time he was uh uh trinity blood as well um able night road was that's like a anime, huge though, right? one for him yeah but even still, that's what that's what I knew him from. I knew him from uh, Trinity Blood, so yeah, it's just it's just crazy how much he's blown up. And the funny thing is that when we were trying to get interviews around thirteen two, we couldn't get a hold of Troy. No. Like he, I think he was starting to kind of project upwards at that point. Yeah, uh, he had just done Catherine, and uh, I can't remember what else was coming around that time. But obviously, yeah, he did like Bioshock Infinite, big game, The Last of Us, big game. Um, that would have been some time after. He's but done so he was many. he was starting to like his his stock was starting to rise. He was much yeah. harder to kind of get a hold of. But we managed to get an interview with Laura Bailey, mm-hmm. and we were really excited about that, especially because she was Kine in near and again like looking back at like um what what we had in our interviews is as what people were known for back then i think we had her as as kaine and uh chun li in street fighter 4 like yeah compared to what she's known for now i know like she's blown up too it, like it, it's seriously mental how how different everybody is now yeah. like yeah um and the fact that we got both of them yeah, so in that was an the, interview together. That was the, the funny thing that we wanted to talk about, that we, we got the interview with Laura Bailey. We're expecting it to just be her. And then we we dial in and she's like, oh, I, I really hope you don't mind, but but Troy Baker's going to join the interview too. And we were like, uh, sure. okay. like that. I mean, that makes sense because in the game... You guys are together. Yeah, it, it's like, you know, it, it kind of works. And um, yeah, like the first, I'd say like five minutes of that interview were just us not really knowing what was going on. Yeah. It was just absolutely crazy. And you're going to hear part of that start now. That was me clapping Sarah. for Laura Bailey. Yeah, that wasn't me clapping for myself. <laughs> I'm a huge... Yeah. <laughs> she actually just <laughs> applauded for herself. I'm amazing! Yay! <laughs> yeah. It's not often that you get a video game couple and the same interview together. That's right! Yeah, true. It's very true. It's very fitting. Very, very fitting. <laughs> in in two ways, though, because, I mean, we also kind of have Catherine and um, Vincent oh, and as well, yeah. don't we? Yeah, that's right. Mm. And we actually have another game coming up soon where we're we're paired up again. It's true. Yeah, we get paired up a lot. We Troy do. Baker. Not as often as I want, though. I know. And I have to say that that it gets a little weird when people make a Catherine reference because I mean you have to understand. I mean Laura and I are that's that's like my little sister. I literally came next door to come and talk with you guys right now because we live we're neighbors. So we're, we're you know we're really good friends. But then Catherine was you know we're jumping straight into this. But Catherine was <laughs> was definitely you know people like which Catherine would you choose? Would you choose k catherine or c catherine i'm like well <laughs> visually it's really c. Catherine, creepy, yeah but... it's kind of creepy but yeah so <laughs> it was like a flowers in the attic game it was crazy oh, yeah. that was a great book <laughs> it's a disturbing book <laughs> just a little bit vc andrews is a dark dark individual <laughs> this is going very well so far that. 
They did they did, really? They made a they made a yeah. horrible movie. And there's oh, no I can't way imagine that, they that would make, be. Yeah, the book was so dark that, that I mean, they I think Disney was the one that ended up making it. So <laughs> That's there's, perfect. There's, there's like Disney. musical numbers. There's rats in my bed, and I'm sleeping <laughs> with my sister now, and Grandma is gonna try to kill us. <laughs> Oh, my god! I think that scene was cut. Mm. <laughs> After much deliberation. <laughs> yes. Wow. So this is going very well. Yeah, so, this is going uh, very so well. Final Fantasy. Huh? Final Fantasy, so, back yeah. on topic. Sorry. <laughs> I promise no more coffee for the rest of the interview. I'm lying. Drinking coffee now. And there's the love. Okay, well, All right, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for Lauren to say something. Oh, sorry. She's supposed to be saying something no. now. I'm I just sorry. I just gave okay. her a stern look and made sure to <laughs> okay. talk when you're supposed to. <laughs> All right, then I'll I'll say something then. Um, well, uh, basically, um... <laughs> even now, like just listening back to that is just I you can't help but just get kind of swept away i know i just i just hear the coffee in in the talking like just the fact that not necessarily the slurping there was a slurp though the effects the effects of the coffee just just the the fruit it was just yeah like normally we do those interviews and it would kind of like be like a build-up we'd do the introduction and then we'd go into like the first questions and it would be very casual that interview was just like they just went for it yeah yeah they just yeah full pelt 100 percent. and yeah like i just i don't think we've ever had an interview like that again no i wouldn't say so we definitely didn't do another double interview i don't think we've ever done another double interview no i think this was the one and only time but it was just nice because i mean yeah so laura and Laura and Troy, like, they obviously knew each other quite a bit, so they had a fun dynamic, and we were just kind of entertained the whole time. I just remember just laughing most of the interview because they were just so silly. Yeah. They were they so just, funny. They, yeah, we, we obviously got to ask them some questions, but even just the, the end of that clip where Troy is just like, yeah, I'm just doing my thing, and, oh, yeah, the interview, and then both of us just kind of, like, were like, oh, what do we ask? Yeah, and, and I remember, like, there's a little bit, I don't know if it's right at the end of the end, but I just said, like, you know, well, Lauren was supposed to say something, and you were just like, well, I just got carried away. I'm just listening. I just... I know, but that's what I like. That's what I like interviews to be. I like interviews to be, like, this sort of insight into people's lives and just just having fun it's like i'm going to really reveal myself now but like the joe rogan type stuff where they just like talk about you know whatever like you just i just love listening to that kind of stuff and i love i love conducting interviews that way as long as it's insightful it's just fun and And like it's just entertainment and hopefully that's what we we bring yeah but i mean like over the years we obviously got as i said we we got to interview a lot of people yeah uh we interviewed a lot of the cast of the 13 trilogy and uh then when it came to type zero we were just like we are gonna we're gonna do this we went full belt so we got interviews originally with ace deuce and nine so uh john jonathan mcclendon uh bryce hitchcock and arana carber we did that all for ourselves and then we managed to convince Square Enix to kind of do interviews with us. Mm-hmm. And so based on that, we managed to interview pretty much the entire, the entirety of Class Zero yeah. and a couple of other characters as well. Um, and that was just an insane experience because mm. 
we we had to cart all our stuff up to the Square Enix offices in London in suitcases to record. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I think the first wave of interviews, I think we did three. We generally did three a night. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to back uh, we'd get food about like 10 11 o'clock yeah, at we'd night get to the little japanese restaurant and we wouldn't get back until two or three o'clock in the morning and to further on from that i was pregnant at the time you were yes so like i was dealing with like pregnancy uncomfortableness while we were doing all of these interviews pregnant with ali for the first time and i still remember the first interviews we had lined up were Peyton McCormick was definitely one of them. She was mm. Rem. I can't remember the other two we did on the same evening. But, uh, oh, um, um, we did uh, Kristen Klobonde at the same yeah, time. She yeah. was uh, Kata. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, she was adorable. And then it was a guy, wasn't it? It was the, um, it was the one was who we Mark, talked about. Mark C. Hansen. Kato yeah, Bashtar. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we talked to him about mics. And, uh, yeah, like, it was... The funny thing is, so we got we got to the offices, all fine. Uh, we got set up in one of the uh, the conference rooms to record everything. And then uh, Dan, the guy who worked at Square Enix, was just like, um, so do you need internet for this? It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. Um, and he had forgot to tell, to tell IT that we needed internet. So we didn't have any internet. And we were just like, what the hell are we going to do now? How are we going to Skype? Fortunately, um, he managed to have a really good uh, package with his mobile phone because of his work, and so we were able to do the whole all three interviews on on four G internet, which yeah. was which was just an absolute godsend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we would not have been able to do those, and then we we even like called up uh, Kristen uh, Klebundi on over the. Um, the phone over the conference calls yeah, as well so, yeah. initially um i had to spend a lot of money not that much money but more money than i've ever spent before on skype um skype dollars i think that uh that whole situation um but yeah but it, it all led on to the final interview though which yeah. was one that you had been so desperate to get. Oh and, yes. And because of like at, uh, obviously like now looking back so Matt Mercer was kind of like again like an up and coming, he was building up, yeah, up and coming voice actor. Uh, Critical Role had literally ju- kind of just started. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Matt Mercer is is huge. Yeah, Critical Role has just become Amazing. this huge, absolutely ridiculous thing. And when Type Zero came out, like he was he was hard to get hold of because it was all taking off for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we managed to get Orion Akaba to kind of twist his arm, yeah, and do an interview with us. And uh, I did I didn't actually do the interview. Uh, yeah, Lauren got to do that. Yeah, and and we were still we were still living um, in our one little bedroom at that time um, at your that, parents' house. Did you you didn't go to London for that one? Did you? We no, did it from we did it from I did home. it from home. Yeah, yeah. So we had Dan over Skype um as well as matt and um it was yeah it ended up being a really good interview i loved talking to him um he's just so he's such a humble chill guy like and i like to think that he's still that way even though everything's sort of taken off that he still is this just very very down-to-earth person and um but no it was it was it was really really one of my favorite interviews and uh now I'm going to play you a clip of why it was one of Lauren's favorite interviews. 
But I am jealous, though. I haven't had time to actually play through because、um, I saw your hot pepper、uh, review. I haven't actually had time to play through Bloodborne yet, and I'm、oh. totally jelly that you had time to play that. That that was when I had to make time for because I knew that was coming. So that was like a, yeah, you know, I get home, have to like carve out three hours every night for a few weeks in advance to make sure I finish that in time. And plus, I'm just a big fan of that series anyway, and that、oh, came out before the my、others. heart. Yeah,、oh, it's so good. <clears throat> It is. Uh, it's epic. I've never been able to get into the Souls games or that style of game. Yeah, it's not for everyone. No, but it's for nah, me. No, it it definitely is rage-inducing. Daryl and I are trying to um, uh, platinum Demon Souls at the moment, and、Ooh. yeah, it definitely takes a very strong person. <laughs> yeah, those are those trophies tough to get because I've not even looked. I know obviously、it's、the game like, is tough, but how difficult is the game compared to getting the trophies? It's th- it's really the Black Phantoms. The Black Phantoms are. Horrible, absolutely horrible. They're they're the meanest, the meanest creatures ever created in a game. But、oh、man, you 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 come out of that experience like tempered steel at that point. Like nothing can phase you. <laughs> you can, can play、throw. any game ever. <laughs> play and play play has nothing to do with it at this point. Life can throw any sort of tragedy at you, and you're like, that's okay. I can handle it. I got I platinum in Dark Souls. Souls champion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, so obviously, you've had quite a few roles over the years. Was there anything different about playing Trey? And I'd say that coming back in, Matt was right because we did the platinum for Demon Souls. Yeah. Right before our lives would change forever, before、yeah. Ali was born. Yeah. Yeah. We like that's the last. That was our thing, wasn't it? We were we we were like we are getting the Demon Souls platinum. Before our child is born, because we know we're never going to be able to do it again. <laughs> I know, I know, and it's so true. I mean, we wanted to play through all of the Souls games at that point, and、uh, haven't really touched it much. Since. That was the only one we managed. I know. We did. I did play a little bit of Dark Souls, but yeah, I know. Lives were so. It was so、then. fun though because we、uh, we had it set up on two monitors, so we were playing、yeah. side by side、oh, and kind of going through、cute. things together. I know. Those were the days. Those were the days. But even still, now we have a little Munchkin who is、um, two Munchkins. I know she's really she's starting to get into games though. Allie, she's like in the platformers. She's pretty good. Yeah, but now、um, I do love doing the interviews. Like it, it was, it was a lot of fun doing them. We, we did, we have talked about doing more in the future. Or like we wanted to do some for Final Fantasy Fifteen, but yeah, life just sort of got in the way. I mean, we did do Ray Chase at least,、um, but maybe we'll come back to them if the interest is there. And... Yeah, I think at the moment for us, it's just it's a lot of effort. Yeah, and、um, there are other things that we could focus on. Yeah, basically. Yeah, even though it is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Um, But yeah, like that that interview just sounded such a such, like such a blast because it was just so.、Nice. It's like Matt just he has that ability to make it seem like what you're talking about is really important. Yeah, definitely. And he can connect with you because he knows what you're talking about, and like yeah, he just like makes you feel really special.、Mm-hmm. Look at you, oh no. Yeah, I, like we actually、uh, were planning to have a couple of other random moments in here as well from from different hosts, but I didn't have time to get the clips ready for it. So I'm just going to talk about some of them.、Um, so we've had we've had a lot of hosts over the years, not like a crazy amount, but we've had a decent number.、Um, and one of them, obviously, was Spencer. 
uh, who was on there for a, a decent chunk of time, I think. And I remember one episode, episode 75, if you want to go back and listen to it, we were having a conversation beforehand. And uh, when it came into introducing him in the show, he continued the conversation we were having beforehand as if we hadn't stopped and started recording the podcast. And I was just like, what the, what are you doing? Like, this, what? It's really strange. <laughs> it was just like, it was very specific. It's like, and this is Spencer. He's like, yeah, and I don't like Chocobo Mystery Dungeons, by the way. <laughs> just boom, right in there. Yeah. And it confused the hell out of me. And I didn't know what to do. <laughs> and then... It's that, it's that English thing of just like, if, if something is out of the ordinary, you're just kind of like, I, I, I don't know what to do with this. It just doesn't compute. It does not compute. And then, Lauren, your favorite host, I think, was always Brian. Oh, my God. Whenever Brian came on, he was just... He's just full of southern sass. Oh my goodness. Like the southern sass is just too much, too much for Brian. So uh, the episode I wanted to pull out uh, from that one was episode 48. There is a segment around 45 minutes in where I don't know what we're talking about. It's just some random thing. I think it's a blooper. Yeah. Um, Where we were talking about like what would happen if someone was possessed? What would you do about it? And um, I think someone was like, well, I think Brian said like, well, if Daryl was possessed and he was coming out with a pickaxe, I'd take him out. (laughs) I would shoot him. (laughs) As you do. As you do. Uh, And then, of course, we've got Colin, uh, also another mainstay of the earlier days. Uh, And the episode I had for him was episode 59. I think it was at 50 minutes, 28 seconds. I, I can't remember why I pulled that out. But if you go and listen to it, I'm pretty sure it will be very funny as Colin often was. Aww. And I, I really wanted to pull in the clip that Laura and I always go back to uh, in our minds, which was... Burn the peasants, burn, we need more fuel. Burn the peasants, we need more fuel. I don't know what that was in relation to, but Me we neither. never, ever forgot that single phrase. I know. It's just, it was just quintessential Colin. Just quintessential. The greatest hits of Colin. The greatest hits of Colin, who at one time was called Commander Colin. Yeah. Oh, bless Colin. It's just nice to... It's it's so strange because it's been so long since he was like a regular, since Spencer was a regular. Um, we also had Jared on the show as well. We've, ha- we've gone through like quite a few people where we've had them on and like it's just it's just strange because it's been like, you and I for so long. It has been, and and it's kind of weird because we have had people saying like, "Oh, you, you it'll be really cool if you had like a third chair," uh, because it does enable you to have more opinions and oh, yeah. you get slightly different perspectives. And I because would love it. We know each other very well now. I know, and that is the thing. Like, it's such a shame that, like, I mean, if if time if time weren't so sort of precious to us, we probably could do that now but yeah because back in those days we didn't really it didn't matter when we recorded so much whereas now we're like we have to record on this time at this day and if we don't record then we're screwed yep we're never recording we're never getting the episode i mean in in the last six months there have been times where we have recorded on the same day that we put it up yeah and it has been hell yeah it has been hell yeah but we managed to get it done it we're now at a point where we can go back to being a bit more relaxed with our schedule. Maybe it's something we can think about for a yeah. short period of time. Yeah. 
We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, they those are some of our kind of favorite moments from the the earlier years of the podcast. And as Laura mentioned right at the beginning, it's absolutely crazy that it's been four and a half years since episode 100. Yeah. I don't even remember what we've talked about in all that time. Me neither. Final I, Fantasy 15, um, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, some mobile games, We Hate a New Empire. I think that's pretty much the... Uh, TLDR. TLDR. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is nice. Yeah. Thank you for summarizing you're so the welcome. last hundred episodes you're so welcome <laughs> now you guys don't have to listen to them anymore it's so done. um yeah so i think that's where we're gonna kind of call things a wrap we're now yeah. gonna talk briefly about our music segment um it's a an it's arrangement from yeah it's an arrangement from uh final fantasy 7 prelude actually it's an arrangement of the prelude from the playstation demo cd didn't realize Ooh. it was slightly different but apparently oh. it is and it's by a uh, an artist called m wind so hopefully you enjoy listening to that yes as Lawrence said it's very very mellow very chill so hopefully after you've listened to this now extensively long podcast which is uh seems to be a trend we're going towards at the moment it can just enable you to wind down and just think about all the wonderful times you've had listening to us over the years and, and how many more wonderful experiences you're going to have listening to us in the future so yeah the next episode of final fantasy union episode 201 is going to come out on the 16th of july be sure to subscribe to us on itunes if you have not already and of course if you want to check out our news coverage go to finalfantasyunion.com and our youtube as well for our coverage there and remember if you really do enjoy what we do and you want to support us and help us to get better check out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash ffkhunion all right guys Thank you all for listening to us ramble about our memories of the last 11 years. Um, Yeah. We'll see you you next episode. Bye. And this is Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production.